Hello, family, and welcome to Kingwood Methodist. In John 4.23, Jesus states that a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. As we gather at church and open God's Word, we are not just coming together for the sake of gathering, but also to learn the truth of God and how we can grow to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. As we continually surrender our lives to the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, we become the type of worshipers our Heavenly Father seeks. Let's dive in together. Uh, the next piece of music that you're about to hear is, uh, is really the hallmark that set this whole day into motion. As we looked at the questions and looked at Moses' life, it was Matt Robinson who said, I'm reading this and I'm thinking. I hope that as you hear this, you realize there's a God who pursues you so relentlessly in his grace. No matter what excuse you give, he'll keep coming and he'll keep inviting. That's the good news of the gospel. Back there in the wilderness Saw some smoke Came to the bush And the bush was burning God said, take off your shoes, Moses Cause you're on holy ground Moses gonna work for me Moses gonna set my people free oh not me Lord don't you know I can't talk so good I stutter all the time do you know my brother Aaron he can sing like an angel Talk like a preacher, better than a Methodist preacher. <laughs> and another thing, how will they know that I have been here with you? How will they know what you've sent me to do? But you know, in Egypt, they want little Moses' head. You know, in Egypt, Lord, they want little Moses dead. But you know, they'll never hear a single word I say. Maybe you better get your dirty work done another way. Not me, Lord. What's that in your hand, Moses? Uh, 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 just a rod? Throw it down, Moses. Do you mean like uh, on the ground? Yup. God, don't take this rod away from me. Don't you know it's my only security? Don't you know when you live here all alone? Well, a man's gotta have something he can call his own. Please, Lord, throw it down, Moses. 
throw it down, Moses. But, 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 throw it down, Moses. <laughs> Moses threw the rod on the ground And the rod became a hissing snake Moses started running You'd run I know that I'd run too He was a running from a hot rod <laughs> Running from a hissing snake Running scared of what the Lord's gonna do Running scared he'll get a hold of you and the Lord said, Stop! Pick it up, Moses, by the tail. Lord, you have not lived here very long. Lord, you got the whole thing wrong. Don't you know that you never pick up? Hissing snake by his pick it up Moses uh, God it's um it's 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 a rod again smoke and bushes it's a rod
So I invite the congregation to be seated as um, we take this opportunity to, to have Ken create for us in these sort of moments where life is often defined by questions. My mother once said to me, if you're ever in a jam and you don't understand the question, say to the person, can I ask why you're asking that question? <laughs> Great advice. Because sometimes we are prepared to answer questions that aren't being asked. I remember when um, our son Micah came and um, he was filling out an application to participate and he said, I'm filling out this form, but I'm supposed to uh, answer this question, what, what is sex? And, and I was all prepared for the birds and the bees, and my wife did what so many good moms do. Um, she reached over and she grabbed my arm. You know how y'all wives do, right? It's that gentle squeeze of don't say anything, you're male and your brain's not connected. So I got this, right? So I got the gentle, I got this, keep your mouth shut, husband. And she said, well, Micah, can I ask why you're asking that question? He said, well, on this form, it says M or F, sex. What am I supposed to mark? I was about to answer a question he was not asking. <laughs> but there are questions that are posed. Now, life too often is lived with a question. So what we're going to do for a few moments is listen to the questions that Moses poses that rhymes, Ken. Um, you're nice. rubbing off of me. Nice. The questions that Moses poses. But Ken's going to create something not from the question, but from God's reply. And there'll be a dance with the question and God's reply. A couple interesting facts. The first, uh, Moses, we believe, according to the seventh chapter of Exodus, was 40 years old when he actually uh, moved out of the wilderness. Uh, it was a move preempted by his action of killing one of the Egyptian um, soldiers. And Pharaoh heard about it. And we read in the text that he also for 40 years tended sheep for Jethro. Now, you good biblical scholars out there, you know whenever you see 40 what do you know is going on? It's a period of God's preparation and timing. God was using all of Moses' life for the events that come up, and then when God comes to him at that smoking bush, Moses' first response to God is, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God's response is, I'm with you every step of the way. Ken, I wonder in your life experience what melody would remind us in words that we often say, who am I? And God's response is, I'm with you every step of the way. I feel so small. Oh, I don't want to underrate myself. But I feel so small Sure I've got some skills Sure I've got some talents Mama told me when I was a boy You can do anything you put your mind to But I still feel small When I look at the heroes That fill my life I feel smaller still I wish I were a Martin Luther King I wish I were a Henry Emerson Fosdick 
I wish I were a Barack Obama. I wish, I wish, I wish, but I really feel small. Just an ordinary guy, possessed of ordinary skills. Maybe a couple of things that I do well, but I feel so small. And then I hear God saying to me that I am her child. I'm a part of the kingdom, and the Spirit lives in me. small please for you are my ambassador in a broken world and you're not small at all All God's people said, Amen. Amen. It's beautiful words. So often the world can make us feel small and it can drive us into the place where we let our doubts define us. And yet the doubts don't define us, but they're a natural part of life. Even our fear is quite appropriate part of life. After all, if we were to stand up and look out into the street and see a breakaway two-year-old heading for Crystal Springs, which one of us would not have a swell of fear? You see, fear is an appropriate sense of human response. It's how we bring that fear, those doubts, those questions to God. There's a volley that happens in that third chapter where Moses asks, what's your name? And God reminds us of that powerful passage I am. But it's the third question I want to move to next, which is when, when Moses says, okay, God, I, I feel so small. I feel so inadequate. You know, I, I don't think I'm up for the task. I, 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 I stutter, as Ken reminded us. <laughs> but then there's that next one. The next question in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. When Moses says, well, God... What if they believe, don't believe me? What if they don't believe me? What if they won't listen to me? And he's worried. I think this is a reminder that we need to know that whenever we face the potential for rejection or failure, God is still with us. And he provides us strength and courage. Can I wonder what word you could put music to to remind us that when we don't think that we're capable. God's strength, God's presence grants us courage. Daddy said, just speak your truth Mama said Just speak your faith 
older I got, the scarier I got, the smaller I felt, the less ready I felt to speak my truth, to speak my faith. Maybe they'll make fun of me. Maybe they will laugh at me. Maybe they will say to me, you just don't have it together. Maybe they are smarter than me. Maybe they're more prepared than me. Maybe they will say of me, Mama said, speak your faith, and Daddy said, speak your truth, and one of these days I'm going to get brave enough, but what if they won't hear me, and if they don't believe me, or if they think I'm stupid, or if they think I'm hopelessly naive. Then one day I'm walking down the street There's an old guy standing on the corner He doesn't have a whole lot to say Except y'all gotta come to Jesus now Bow your head Close your eyes and pray. They were doing it one by one and two by two, three by three and four by four. And I said to myself, the man is hopelessly naive. I can say it a whole lot better than that. And then I'm thinking, Daddy said, just speak your faith. Mama said to speak your truth. Whether they believe you really doesn't matter. It's that you open your mouth and speak. Mm. It's a mindful, uh, mindful. A couple of weeks ago, as we talked about what does it mean to witness boldly, is that we have this idea that we need to change people, and we don't. All we need to do is give language to our faith, to to allow God to speak through those life and those experiences. Moses has this volley with God through chapter four. And in fact, if you look at Exodus chapter one, two, three, and four. Uh, it's amazing how much happens. Forty years is covered in Exodus chapter 2 alone. In fact, there's this fascinating text at the end of Exodus chapter 1 where Pharaoh's command was that every newborn Hebrew that was male should be thrown into the, into the Nile River. So here's an interesting thing. Do you know that that's exactly what Jochebed Moses' mother did? But like every good mother... She made sure that she didn't throw him into his demise. 
She threw him in that he would be in a basket with pitch. She followed the rules just like Pharaoh set them out. She just happened to protect his life. And so Moses hears all of this from God, sees God's hands in all these ways. He's seen a burning bush. Would we dare say that Moses has seen extraordinary, what we call theologically in seminary, theophanies? These presence of God in these mysterious and amazing ways. And quite frankly, if I saw the staff turn into a snake, I'd be just like Ken saying, I'd run the other way. Maybe that's the greatest act of faith is they got Moses to reach down and touch a snake. I probably could never do that. But in the end of this volley, Moses hears all of this. In the midst of all that he hears, he says, uh, but pardon me, pardon me, Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me, Lord. I know it's just the two of us here talking, but um, could you just find somebody else? <laughs> could you just find somebody else? The greatest in the Hebrew faith renowned prophet and leader is Moses. And what he says to God at this moment of invitation is, could you just find somebody else? We need to be reminded that even when we give God excuses and we resist, God will always continue to pursue us and remind us that it is God's work in and through us. You know, I wonder what you might be able to put the melody for us that reminds us of the incredible patience that God has to put up with all of our questions. And God's response, no, the somebody else is you. I know what I can do and what I can't God I know just where I'll succeed and where I won't God I've lived with me all these years I think I Where I can go, what I can do, and where I can't, and where I won't. God, what you're calling me to do is what I can't. God, where you're calling me to go is where I won't. Let me tell you about my sister, about this friend, about this cousin. They're much better prepared than I will ever be for what you ask of me. But you won't let me go. 
you're stubborn as can be. You wake me up at night. You will not let me sleep, God. So I guess with all my doubts and all my reservations I'll put one foot in front of the other to do exactly what I can't Kenny, you have such an amazing gift of music, but you also have an amazing gift of a life. What one thing would you say to each of us who is seeking to follow where Christ is leading us? <sighs> if, you don't, if you don't figure out the answers right now, it's okay. You got time. And God is usually not in a hurry when it comes to figuring out your call. And you'll take a lot of strange roads, a lot of roads that will make you think, oh, what am I doing here? How did I get to this weird place? And you keep on learning, you keep on studying, you keep on watching, you keep on looking for direction changes, for new paths. I've recently taken some new paths in my own life that were a bit scary because there were things I thought, I just can't do this. But something in me said, it's time for this new direction. So there'll be, there'll be direction changes, there'll be new pathways, there will be turnings along the way. There's a turning in the highway that you didn't know was there. Skies are cloudy that you once thought were fair. There's a new song for the singing that you didn't know before, but you always need the leaning, and in the turning, you need it more. Leaning. There's an old hymn about that leaning, isn't there, where we should yeah, lean? Yeah. We lean on God's arms. We lean on each other's. What I hope and pray that you have experienced this day is that you have seen the incarnational witness of one who could have given a myriad of excuses not to give what talents he has to God, but he has. And because of that, he does extraordinary things in our midst. And I pray that you're inspired to know that whatever you think are your shortcomings may be the very things that God wants to use to bless the world.